What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the FM Machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. It's time to turn it on, tune in, and join the madness. This is the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. This is This is Joey Janela. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Avenging Ben coming to you on Wednesday, March 28th, 2018, and I am here, as always, with my partner in crime. Damn you, damn Snyder. Oh, Jesus Christ. You had to jump in with that one. You had to jump in with that shit. Yes, well, welcome to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, the only show with the only show with a cast of predominantly 20-year-old people that Dan Schneider didn't diddle. Uh, I'll keep quiet. God damn it. <laughs> damn damn it. No, no, neither of you is, neither of you is, neither, neither of you is Dan Schneider, all right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we should probably, we should probably, like, at least address that since it's news, I guess. Like, have you guys heard about that shit, Dan Schneider getting canned from Nickelodeon? Who hasn't heard about it? Good God. Yeah. Now, they never confirmed this in that we're not going to become, like, the celebrity rumor podcast here or anything. But, like, if you don't know, if you read between the lines of why him and... If you, if you don't know... If you don't know, you're about to know, bitch nips. So, listen up. <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing of it is... Dan Schneider and Nickelodeon parted ways recently. If you don't know who Dan Schneider is, he is the creator of The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, Sam and Cat, all that bullshit. And what happens is, although Drake and Josh is a, is a masterpiece, so I, I'll leave that one alone. But the thing it is, he got fired, he, they amicably split. There's that buzzword again, they came to an amicable split. Finger quote. Finger quote. Split. If you If you do a Google search or a YouTube search for Dan Schneider... You're going to find some rather interesting behind-the-scenes info on the kind of guy he is and was back in the 90s. Let's just say that the man isn't exactly the most reputable person, and uh, let's just say his uh, termination might be because of what's currently going on in Hollywood. I don't want to say specifically, but yeah, just Google, just Google Dan Schneider and you're in for uh, on Reddit and you're in for... Uh, you're in for a treat. That is a that is a rabbit hole of messed up bullshit. And Ben? Yeah. It's ironic that we're talking about this now. Episode sixty nine. Oh god damn you. <laughs> god damn you. This is the episode that's gonna get us banned. This is the episode. Sixty nine episodes later. God damn it, gross. After all the cluster fucks and all the stupid names that we named our episodes, this is the thing. Yeah, episode 69, Dan Schneider diddled me. Oh, 
I can't wait for a letter in our uh, Facebook Messenger from his lawyer. <laughs> like Dan Schneider actively listens to a wrestling podcast. I... Uh, so if you're, so if, if you're not aware, this is the GAWP General Admission Wrestling, wrestling podcast. podcast. Let's get into that, real okay? quick. Let's take this from the top. Guys, welcome again to another episode whoa, 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 of The General. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, don't use that phrase. Oh. Don't take it from the top or the bottom because he likes feet, remember? Oh, God, no. Let's just get into this. Guys, welcome to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast that cuts through all the bullshit red tape and gets right to the nitty-gritty of the weird and wild world of professional wrestling on a weekly basis. I am Avenging Ben. I'm home with Mike, and that is... Ray Ramundo. And we are approximately two weeks away from WrestleMania and two weeks away... From Psychomania, if I got that right. Woo! Yes. Man, Wrestle, WrestleMania, it feels like it comes quicker and quicker every year. Like, it comes, like... This year, this year, this year it came faster. It really did, yeah. man. Like, it was just like, boom. It was like, hey, it's WrestleMania already. God, goddamn, time moved quick. I felt like it was just WrestleMania 33, like yesterday. Yeah, we got through all those shitty pay-per-views, and fi- we're finally here. Honestly, I gotta tell you, honestly, in terms of, like, from this Wrestle... From WrestleMania 32 to WrestleMania 33, and from WrestleMania 33 to 34, I think this year was slightly better. I think slightly. I think the match quality got better. Definitely yeah, the, the match. toward it, and getting to where we're trying to get to, the destination of all this, it was such a better quality this year. Like, the- they actually knew, okay... We're trying to get to this, we're trying to get to this, we're trying to get to this. Felt like somebody had written this all down and then gotten into it. It was like, fuck it, good luck. Yep, and we're uh, we're we're two weeks away from WrestleMania and already a legendary name is being rumored to be coming back. Oh my, yes. Before we get into the the Raw and SmackDown reviews proper... Let's address one little bit of news that came uh, barreling at us brother. this week. Brother. Brother is the key word here because brother, uh, brother. because uh, known uh, blonde-haired Cheeto and uh, sex tape enthusiast Hulk Hogan. Did you just call him a Cheeto? <laughs> it ain't easy being cheesy. It ain't easy being cheesy. Brother. 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 American. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ. God damn it. Turn your mouth, you fucking asshole. Yep, okay. So, Cheetos burn? For those who don't know, for the fuels of you who've been living under a rock for the past 30 years, if you don't know who Hulk Hogan is, first off, shame on you. Secondly, wondering where he's been for the past few years in terms of WWE appearances. He was shit-canned at least two years ago at this point, around WrestleMania 32 time, uh, for a... Let's just say less than savory comment he made during his sex tape with uh, Bubba Love Sponge's wife. From 2007. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to go into detail, but he said he said the N-word, and WWE said, okay, we can't a have... A bunch of times. A bunch of times. A bunch of times. A bunch of times. Can't say that on when you're employed by the WWE. So WWE said, hey, sorry, brother, we gotta got to let you go. So, <laughs> sorry, brother. Sorry, brother, but sorry, yeah. Sorry, brother, brother. We so. got to smack the Cheeto. We got to smack the Cheeto. <laughs> Which is ironically what Hulk, time, to smack, time to smack the Cheeto, which is ironically what Donald Trump says when he masturbates. Talks with WWE 
to make his return to the WWE after WrestleMania and the uh, proposed plan is for him to be an ambassador like he was before and to be an on-screen general manager for SmackDown Live. Yep, the rumored role is for him to, to take place of Daniel Bryan as Daniel Bryan transi- transitions into becoming a active wrestler again. Full-time wrestler so, again, so... I wouldn't mind. I, I honestly wouldn't would mind Hogan coming back and doing a fucking so GM role. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I wouldn't... Like like you, I wouldn't really mind so much. I mean, like... I don't know. Like, when it comes to Hogan, I, I don't really... He's never really been my cup of tea, personally. Like, I... Everybody knows Hulk Hogan everyone, when they first get into wrestling, but, like, I'm hard-pressed to say he's one of, like, my all-time favorites, but I don't know. It just strikes me as, like, why why even bother at this point? Can't you just leave well enough alone? But I guess WWE might might feel that he's spent enough time in the timeout corner. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, my thing is, is he fully forgiven for what he has done? Because... Uh, Mark Henry has been open about this on uh, in press interviews. Uh, he said like like about a couple of months ago, saying that if Hulk Hogan didn't come back, uh, he would have to apologize to all the boys, especially all the, the African American wrestlers that are currently employed. And then I think recently he said like if Hulk Hogan comes back, it's it's bullshit in in blatant terms. I think you know what's funny. I think Henry basically said the first statement like, "Nah, there's no way they're bringing him back anyway." So. I'm going to say this. And then it actually happens. He's like, fuck, I didn't mean literally. <laughs> like, no, I, like, don't want, I don't want him back. And this is the thing. I don't know. I think most people can agree that a lot of people are forgiven Hogan already. It's like it's Hulk Hogan. It's, been a, it's a fucking wrestling icon. When you when think you of wrestling. Forgiven, who, who, who forgave? Fans? Wrestlers? I'm thinking a little bit of both. By now, you have to think. It's a guy that made them. One, so much money and also so much notoriety. When so you think much of wrestling, money. so much money. You think of you think of guys as Hulk Hogan, The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, and the list goes on and on. But Hogan's one of those guys that made wrestling what it is today. Yeah, again, there would be there would yes, be no there would be no WrestleMania 34 without Hulk Hogan. Of course, but also I'm not going to say what he did was any little thing because again, he said the words that he said. He did the actions he did. Can we forgive him? True. Fully for that? No. But with all, with time does heal all wounds. Hopefully this one is one of those. It would be good. Have Hulk Hogan back in the fold. Let's see what he can do. What's the worst that can happen now? We say this now, and in six months he books himself to be like U.S. champion or something. Hey, Bret Hart did that once. Yeah, but that was... Like, but you know what? Like fuck, but fuck Hulk Hogan coming back. When are we going to see Mr. America come back? Uh, Ben? Yeah. Uh, Nothing, nothing. Okay. But yeah, Hulk Hogan... I, 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 was, I was telling you guys this, like, when I, this was... Because the, the report came out, like, Friday. Like, and by the time we already released the episode, uh, last week's episode, uh, that once yeah. Hulk Hogan comes back, you know they're going to put him in the ring with the New Day, and then WWE's going to spin it in a way, being like, listen, look, he ain't racist. He's interacting with the New Day. Three... Uh, look at Hulk Hogan. He uh, loves the black... Yeah, look at Hulk Hogan. He likes the goofy black people. Uh, oh, yeah, we did God. say that last week. Speaking yeah. of that, do, do check that out, guys. We were on there. Yes, we were on uh, t- turnbuckletabloid, ragworks.net. 
check it out. TRSS with Jay the Red Santi, and uh, I don't think it's Mets fan Matt anymore, right? It's just Matt. No, it's just okay. He's still Mets fan Matt to us. He's he's still yeah, Mets he's fan Matt in our heart. Check those two out. Two damn funny dudes. Check them out. TRSS on on Facebook, I believe. Yeah, RageWorks.net. Most, uh, to get their episodes. Plug them, check them out, do good stuff. Anyway, so on to the big juicy news tonight. Uh, let's get into Raw and SmackDown recap reviews. Mike, I'll leave this to you. Take us through Raw, but honestly, uh, unlike last week, this was a pretty, this was a bit of a snoozer episode for me, quite frankly. This one was boring. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. There was a couple highlights, uh, mostly uh, build-ups for the main matches for WrestleMania, but we'll go through them. Uh, and also, uh, when we talk about the main event, uh, I have, a, I think all of us have ranting to do. So yep. when we get to that, we'll, we'll get to it. So, uh, the show opens up with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Uh, they, uh, for once they weren't advertised this week and they just showed up, which is actually, how was uh, that? Cause I was just making it home for that coming out of the hospital. So I uh, uh, Paul Heyman came out, uh, basically saying that Brock is going to defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Then Roman Reigns appeared in the crowd, uh, and they were told they told us that he's still suspended. Uh, so then they they brawled. Uh, Lesnar attacked Roman Reigns with the ring steps in a steel chair, left him lying, and Roman Reigns was was able to weave under his own power. So he, Roman did get beat down bad, but he left on his own feet. You guys see the feud as almost I want to call it that feud, but you see it almost as Austin Michaels when Tyson was involved. Like, bringing in the factor of, oh, this is McMahon's boy, underlining and all that, and having him just... When, when you say McMahon's boy, which one are you referring to? Is Roman Vince's point, boy, but he's claiming no, Brock is. No, 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 but at that point, remember, Michaels was the heel on that point, and Austin was underlining in the back. You know he was he was McMahon's, like, guide there, but it was still Michaels that was being played off at. So it's like this feud that that's what it's the underlining of who truly is the boss's like main guy when on screen we're trying to pose it as the opposite. That, that's a very interesting point. I didn't think about it like that. This is more yeah, I've been like thinking about that because the feud is kind of it seems it, the same. It's just different variables and there's no guest referee. This this feud went from about um, Roman almost beating Brock at thirty one, yeah. and now it's more of. Roman is exposing Lesnar for who he truly is, and Vince is trying to keep them away from each other as possible. But which I like because they they shouldn't they shouldn't touch. The point of this is they shouldn't have touched because now with wrestling logic, now that Roman's been beaten down and beaten down and beaten this down, is the second week, this you're is gonna, the second week in a row. Yeah, you're gonna think, okay, that means Roman's winning. It kind of makes it predictable again. Yes, we know. There's no way Brock's winning because Brock's going back to the UFC. There's plans for Roman to do a match with Joe and a feud after Mania. But still, it's like, give them time to just build the feud. Promos were better. I think that's why mostly they didn't want Brock Lesnar on WWE TV because they're going to want blood. Fans are going to want blood. They're going to want the two to touch. So keeping him off as much as they could, yes, hurt numbers because people were pissed that Lesnar wasn't showing up. But at the same time, it helps to build. Now, with the final two weeks back-to-back, it hurts it a little bit, having them touch, because now it's not a special mania, but still, I get where they're going of now, Roman looks vulnerable going in. Ben, what's your take on this? On this whole angle so far? 
I feel it's like the best angle they could have possibly presented because like it honestly kind of depends on what city they're in. Like when Roman Reigns gets either cheered or booed by this point, I guess like the only way you could feasibly get Roman over at this point is to make Brock like the biggest asshole on the planet, which I guess they're doing, but like they're doing every conceivable thing they're getting. They're beating up Roman. They're getting Vince McMahon in on screen. They're breaking the fourth wall. They're having him cut all these CM Punk style promos. And I'm just like, I want it to at least result in a good match. But at the same time, I'm just thinking to myself, like, they're going, they are bending over backwards. They are breaking every single rule. They are doing every conceivable thing to make us like this guy. And I'm like, y'all had like three or four years to get us to like this dude, and you want to start putting in the effort now? That's a little weird you know, to me. Funny enough, Ben, you mentioned that. Sorry to cut you off. It kind of is working for people that don't notice it. Like, we're going to pick up on it because we've seen how they've tried for years. But for a newer fan that probably doesn't know, why are these people booing Roman? I think he's the good guy. And they're going to go with it. They're now going to think, Oh, Roman's a good guy. He's exposing that this Brock Lesnar guy wants money. And newer fans, or even fans that don't look into it as much as we do, they're going to see, oh, Roman is the good guy. See, he's doing this and that. He's getting fucking um, the shit kicked out of him, and it's only because Brock Lesnar's Vince McMahon's boy that he's getting put on top. So that does work there that for some people, Roman might be the one over at the moment. He's the face going into it. Though we know... Uh, Vince, you're trying to pull one over us, but we know what's going on. Mm. Uh, well, so we have to wait until we, uh, we have one more week of build for this uh, Universal Championship match, so let's see what they do next week. Uh, I'm just hoping Heyman cuts one more promo just to send it home. Maybe face-to-face. Yeah, because Heyman can make this match a million bucks just on the mic. Yeah, Paul Heyman is like the master of the mic. He's the best promo in the in the cup at the moment, and he's barely on TV at the moment, which is which is kind of. I can't wait to see how Heyman inducts Goldberg. That's gonna be interesting. That's a uh, well, that's well, gonna yeah. be interesting. That's a Sorry, I just brought it up now because it's like Heyman's the topic. So why not? Yeah, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Heyman inducting uh, Goldberg. It's WWE's choice, if I guess Eric Bischoff can't do it. Uh, honestly, like, if I had my choice of who would be the one to induct Goldberg, uh, Eric Bischoff, or, you know, for the sake of pure irony, uh, Kevin Nash would be kind of interesting. I was thinking Bill DeMond. Like, have the first guy that lost to Goldberg be like, yeah, I had to put him over. If it wasn't for me, right, it would have been right. those streets. Right. Like that, Bill, just like no, make no, no. it make sense. Bill DeMott. Yeah. Of all, like, of all the people that Goldberg has had feuds with, you pick him. Because he was the first guy. If there's no Hugh Morris, there is no Goldberg Street. That's what started I, I, want you, I, I want you to listen back to the, the recording and listen to I, that I, sentence. I know. I, <laughs> I want you to I'm laugh. giving him. This is not this is not the hill you want to die on, buddy. Do you want to be the guy who died on the hill for Bill DeMott? I don't fucking that, think cause, so. Because that would be because that would be very humorous. Uh, Nia Jax. I'm sorry, versus, I've been I've been on med- medication. I'm a little loony. Nia Jax versus Mickey James. Uh, Nia, Jax, Nia Jax has basically squashed Mickey with the. Actually, Mickey was 
putting up a really good fight. This was actually a very decent Raw match. Yeah. Uh, Nia Jax gets the win, and then immediately Alexa Bliss jumps in the ring and hits her in the back with the title with no effect. Nope. And she goes running off, and Nia's chasing her, and Nia looks strong going to WrestleMania. Uh, when we get into predictions, um, uh, at the moment, I, I don't know who might win this, but it's intriguing. There's a lot of ways it can t- it can get taken now. Like they've built it perfectly. Of it, kind of doesn't matter who goes over because the feud itself is money. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's still it's gonna be good it's, to it's, see it's, how they play it off. It's the start of the feud, not the end of the feud. Yeah, like this is just the beginning. Like Mania, though it's the grandest stage of them all, it doesn't have to conclude every feud. Like this is one that definitely. Fred versus Owen. Fred versus Owen was the start of their feud at WrestleMania 10. And that was an amazing, amazing match. Still, so that's just yep. the start of it. Again, it's the start. Of it. uh, ben, what are your yeah. takes on that? What are your takes on the build of it? Nia Jackson Alexa. I think it is like, honestly, it's appropriate as a build as I guess they could have given it at this point. Because honestly, if they're we're getting into that part of WrestleMania season where they're kind of just throwing stuff in to see what can fit, this feels like one of those matches they kind of threw in just because they could. Like, well, we need a raw, we need a raw women's championship match. Uh, I guess these two will work. I guess they're, they're, they're this thing getting a story is like honestly surprising to me because you could have just literally announced on Raw out of the blue that these two are going to be having a match and people would be satisfied with that. I'm happy that they're getting on screen attention. I'm happy Nia Jax is getting the push, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Nia Jax is getting a babyface run, which is. Which he needed. Nia Jax has shown major improvement in the ring in the past year since WrestleMania last year, but like she is still very green. So I'm interested to see where how their match at WrestleMania turns out. Please yeah. don't hit a backbreaker. Please don't hit a backbreaker. Please don't hit a backbreaker. Oh, God. So we'll, we'll that just see hurts. what happens on uh-huh. that point. Uh, we have a 205 tag team match. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, who will be facing each other at WrestleMania for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yep. Uh, defeated TJP and Drew Gulak. Uh, when Ali won the match uh, with the... They're calling it 054. Yeah, basically they don't want to call it a reverse 450, so they literally just reversed... 450 into the 054. Thanks, WWE. I, I want to see an announcer try to call that. Oh, my God. He just hit the 054. No. Just call it a reverse 450. No. Uh, so, Cedric. Uh, Cedric stared. On the NBA Ali- soon. The 05. <laughs> so, Cedric stared at OE, and they both looked at the WrestleMania sign, and that's probably going to be... Are really talented, but we all know it's probably pre-show for them. But I you know, hope but not. They the feud has been going on. WrestleMania, WrestleMania is so stacked; it might get put on the. Uh, no, but there's two battle royals that can be on the pre-show. As, this match uh, definitely as the guys from as the guys from OSW would say, it's time for your Mountain Dew KFC Honey Barbecue Smoky Honey Mustard Barbecue pre-show match. Is that what we're calling our pre-show? No, <laughs> we're just gonna throw no. everything in there. No. Okay, uh, but still, this match, like, if you listen to the promo they cut last night on 205, it works. This feud is perfect of showing two guys that both came up on the independent circuit, doing what they had to do to get to the E, and have both been almost, like, kind of on the same path, not winning all their matches, not getting lost in the shuffle, but still just right there, still looking for that top spot. And this match is perfect for that. So hopefully they do get a better spot in Mania, not the pre-show, where... Sadly, 
now that you mention it, I guess the card is too stacked to put him on with fucking Nakamura and all that. But still, it's like, that needs to be there. I can't see it on a pre-show to give it its value. WrestleMania has turned into a show where Vince and Triple H are just like, let's not leave anybody out. Let's just put them all on the show. Let's put them in a battle world. Let's put them in a six-man tag. Let's just put some anybody in a uh, match at WrestleMania. But um, one match that I'm personally looking forward to the most is the Triple Threat Intercontinental title match because uh, the build-up for this is kind of very interesting with, that I'm actually enjoying. Um, Miz hosting another episode of Miss TV with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Now, if you heard that phrase oh. before, they did this two weeks ago. So yep. that, that was a red flag automatically when they announced this. No, but it, the, the segment is... Oh, 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 hold, hold on. I'll, I'll get into it. Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a good segment for uh, one good reason. They got the crowd into buying that the Miz Tourage was breaking up. Because mm-hmm. Miz was complaining to Bo and Kurt Curtis Axel saying that if it wasn't for me, you two wouldn't even be in this spot. And then, like, once Seth and Finn came out, they're like, well, if they weren't with you, you wouldn't be the Intercontinental Champion right now. So then Bo Dallas cracks off, want to be like, uh... He said something to the effect of, like... A fake A-lister and a man that can't actually fight. Right. And then the Miz pulled that face, like, what did you just say? And then he's like, this was uh, awesome. Miz was like, I'm better than Bret Hart. I'm better than Rick Rude. I'm better than Mr. Perfect. And then Curtis Axel's face like, bitch said what? Speaking of that, it is his birthday today, so happy birthday, Mr. Perfect. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go into the reasons. It was, a, it was a really nice mention. It was a really good detail. And Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, uh, they were about to attack the Miz, but in actuality, they just attacked Finn and Seth. Uh, Gallows and Anderson came out to make the saves, and they brought to the back with Dallas and Axel. And then, uh, what else do we have? Uh, they're uh, Finn Balor weighing out Seth Rollins, and he posed over him with the Intercontinental Championship. So at the moment, Finn is the one that looks the most strong going into this. Which means he comes he's on, on top, he's winning all the matches. <laughs> Which means he's not winning. Mm. Poor Finn. No, uh, this match, I kind of don't mind whoever wins it. It's like, Miz can still come out retaining, and it's still going to be an awesome match. Miz like, the three is, guys are going to put on an entertaining spectacle so there. What's going to happen is, and, fucking Miz is going to get knocked out in the early going, and we're basically just going to get, like, Rollins versus Balor, the rematch from SummerSlam, with the Miz kind of wrestling around them. And, like... One way or another, he's going to be involved in the finish. Like, The Miz is basically there to just sort of wrestle around these two. Didn't they just announce that match from next Monday, too? Yep. Uh, Singles match between Balor and... and, uh, Yeah, they they are just using the same old stuff over and over again. But there's a lot of things going into the triple threat match that intrigues me. Is that if The Miz retains at WrestleMania, he's only a couple days after that to become the longest reign Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Finn wins it. He wins a championship uh, ever since his injury at SummerSlam. And Seth wins it, uh, becomes, I think, a Grand Slam champion, I believe. Yep, he becomes a Grand Slam because he's held the uh, US, WWE, WWE title. Yep. 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 So, so wouldn't be bad, but there's a lot of... I can see one of the two happen. Either Rollins wins and they let him become a Grand Slam champion, or The Miz wins and they pick up the feud of he becomes the longest reigning champion. 
Either way, I think the Miz is the better the better angle at the moment because they're gonna want to give him more validation of this is why we keep giving him this championship because he doesn't just get the title; he's earned this name and prestige. Yeah, coming out of this triple threat, everybody's a winner. Uh, we have Oscar SmackDown Live superstar Oscar. <laughs> what is she? Is she a freelancer? Is she's, she a raw she, superstar? She's a raw superstar that is trying to fight at... down. Right. Okay. I, I think if she Asuka, loses, honestly, it, she does what she wants. I think honestly, if she loses at Mania, she's just coming back to Raw. Yeah. Like it's not, not like like past Rumble that if you if you like lose, you're staying over there in that brand. No. If she loses, she's just coming back to Raw. That's it. <laughs> Think about it like this. Remember when they did the Superstar Shake-Up and Kevin Owens got moved to SmackDown when they announced Jericho and Owens for the Raw pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute they announced that Jericho wins the U.S. title, he goes to SmackDown as well? It's, gonna be some, it's, it's basically that with the women. Yeah, but, basically. Oscar, uh, 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 what was she doing on Monday Night Raw? Uh, she, oh, she was fighting <laughs> Jamie Frost, who cut a promo before her match, before, before her death sentence, basically saying that um, nobody can beat Oscar, but nobody knows who I am. No shit. Nobody knows who you are. So I think kicked, that was, so, so she gets kicked in the face and then loses. I think that's not or what as, she uh, wanted to as say. Or good, as, good, as, good, as good friend of the show, uh, Satanic Tyler, or deleted Tyler now, I guess, said, um, as he said, this woman got eaten in like 0.35 seconds. Uh, yeah, we're kicked to the face. Yeah, uh, recap of the ultimate. Weird. We have a recap of the ultimate deletion. Lest with Michael Cole forget. giving an apology for what he said last week. This was funny because Michael Cole is basically trying to defend himself, and Corbin is like, "What are you talking about, Michael? Now Matt Hardy's going to have Vanguard One come to your house. He's going have... <laughs> to." Now I just have this image. Like Michael Cole asleep in his bed at night, and like Vanguard One coming in through the window, just like you said what? <laughs> and then it just pops up a Matt Hardy hologram. Michael Cole, Cole of Michaels, Cole you of shall Michaels. be deleted. You are so a mule. So we get the recap of the Ultimate Deletion with uh, still images, and then we get a promo from the Woken One, Matt Hardy, who. Yep. Declared himself for now. I'm gonna say I'm gonna repeat what he said word for word. I am declaring myself for the memorial of the eighth man known as Andre. Yeah, okay. he tried to say I think the ape celestial, okay, the giant was... known as Andre. It was just the the coolest <laughs> thing ever. But it's like it's Matt Hardy, so it's fine. That but it's like amazing. okay, so Matt's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And also to mention something I said last week. There is an uncut version now on, on WWE. Yes, YouTube. they did. They put they put it on the YouTube channel, which yep. I, the which ultimate is very deletion smart. in its entirety is there. And I think I checked it earlier. It's already at three hundred thousand views. Three hundred thousand. So, Get that shit to uh, a million. Come on. <laughs> so imagine that. So. Uh, then we get, uh, so Matt Hardy is in the Andre Battle Royal, if you don't understand what I just said. Uh, then we have, <laughs> then we have a backstage segment, which looks like they're in, back to high school. Sasha Banks and Bailey confront each other about what happened last week. Uh, and then they start cutting very scathing remarks to each other. 
uh, Sasha Bank, uh, Bailey's like, you use me to get to the top because you think you're the legit boss. And ba- Sasha's like, well, I'm a four-time women's uh, champion. And then Bailey goes, how long? I've held it longer than all four of your reigns. And that's, oh. the, and that's the point where Sasha had enough and they started kicking the shit out of each other. Yep. Finally. They finally are brawling with each other. No more of this mishy-mushy bullshit where they're being like, oh, I love you. You're my best friend. No. Bitch, get over here. <laughs> get over get here. Get over here. Ben, what did I say? I said, get over here. Dun, 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 uh, dun, dun, dun. Now, a lot of people are suggesting who turns heel on this. Nobody turns heel. It's just basically them finally just blowing up. This, again, is not an ending of the feud, but I think... It's the beginning. Not even the beginning. It's like we're halfway through it. We just need to get to that fucking spot of how do we conclude it. But yeah. still, it's perfect how it well, is well, now. Well, just they're, well, they're both, well, they're, well, they're both announced for the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, and the winner of that uh, battle royal gets a trophy that has a vagina on the top. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I sent that image <laughs> earlier to you guys. This is the funniest thing ever. I, I opened my Facebook. You don't morning. want Moolah? You get a vagina. <laughs> you don't I want... opened my Facebook this morning, and the first image I see is the woman's battle graphic, and then someone showing how the trophy resembles a vagina with everything, with the canal. I'm like, oh, God, okay. You have, like... <laughs> There's the clit, there's the fallopian tubes, there's everything. I don't think stickers get complaining about this one. Uh, nah. <laughs> so not Bron- satisfied? Uh, Bron- stickers satisfies in every <laughs> sense of the oh, word. Get it? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman comes out. Michael Cole on commentary goes, Braun Strowman doesn't have a tag team partner. Braun goes, I have a tag team partner. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. You know nothing. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna let you know at WrestleMania who it is. So then Seamus and Cesaro come out and they're basically like, You better tell us who your partner is because we're the tag team champions. We have the right to prepare. And then Braun's like, If you beat me, I'll tell you. And then Seamus is like, No, just tell me. And so they have a match anyway. Uh Braun uh who won this? Uh Braun. Strowman uh Strowman won with the power slam. Uh, as far as tag team partners, I don't think it's going to be Elias anymore. I think it's the Big Show. So Why do you say that? Because uh, Big Show's been posting pictures of himself again on Instagram. Well, it ain't going to be in the Battle Royal. Again. It ain't going to be. It ain't going to be James Ellsworth. He's too busy facing Matt Riddle. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Right now, right now, there's no rumors about this at all. Unless we're um, keep it quiet. Oh, here, here's an idea of a partner for you. Potential NXT call up. <laughs> Lars Sullivan, maybe. Oh, <laughs> no, no that way, would Jose. be awesome. No way, Jose. Think, think. Oh, but no. Jose, no There's still a lot of credit into. It could be Elias. There's rumors even Neville returning at Mania. Ooh. There's a lot of options that they can go with, but there's even an option of Lashley. Yeah. That could be interesting. Have a Lashley team. We just, have to rem- we, just, we just have to remember what Dave Meltzer first reported that the bar are going to be facing a makeshift team. So this team. Whoever Braun's partner is, it's going to be the most odd pairing that they yeah. come up But do you know what WWE also kind of messed up on? Is announcing for that network special they're doing, the Greatest Rumble, they kind of... I don't think they spoiled it on purpose, but they yeah, kind of spoiled it's spoiler, that it's just, the bar like might retain. But again, it makes sense because they're announcing there's going to be a tag title match. So, 
Either way, it can't be this makeshift team I'm defender. Just, I'm, just, wait, I'm just chalking it up to as they're promoting it as like it's a it's basically a tag match. It's the Bar versus the Woken Hardys. For the titles, though. That's what they announced it as. But, again, it but, can but, for, but for now. But for now. For now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to advertise it like that to get the yeah, people excited. Uh, uh, for this next segment, you have to pull straws for this one to, uh. to get through it. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey come out. Oh, Kurt boy. Angle talks. Then he gives the mic to Ronda. Oh, no. What kind of eyeshadow is she wearing? Looks like, she rubbed, Cheeto, looks like she rubbed Cheetos over her eyes. What is, what, is with us and Cheetos tonight? Or is this episode brought to you by Cheetos? I guess so. <laughs> Cheetos, sponsor. Uh, uh, right, what were you going to say? I think they're trying to really get her to sell this gimmick of she's rowdy and just paying tribute to uh, Piper itself. So, they're like, here. Here. red and orange or whatever it was. And just symbolize more Piper. It's like... Is she gonna wear a kilt at Mania? Is my question. <laughs> no, that's not the problem. <laughs> that's not an issue. Mike, the don't, problem, look the, the, don't look into it. Don't look into it. Right. The problem with this whole thing is mm-hmm. she grabs the mic. She goes, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And at WrestleMania, I'm gonna pull Stephanie's arm out of her socket. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Rhonda, emo- one emotion. <laughs> it's like she was happy, sad, pissed off. It's like, where is this promo going? And then it gets even weirder, because Absolution comes out. Oh, God, I was scared during that part. So Paige comes out with Mandy and Sonya. Yep. And Paige goes, hey, Rhonda, nice seeing you. Welcome to the WWE. You want to join Absolution? We can help you. You can make Absolution the biggest Lord, thing under WWE. Lord knows my, because Lord knows my crippled ass can't wrestle. Oh. <laughs> uh, so then Ronda's basically just said, uh, I appreciate the offer, but no thanks. I'm just going to do that every time Ronda, when I have to talk about a Ronda promo, because her promo, I thought Oscar's promo, listen, I'm, I'm going to try and say this in a non-racist way ever. Nakamura and Asuka speaking English during a promo. This is like, this is worse. Ronda trying to talk is worse. I want to put UFC promos. What is the difference? What happened? You have to think. You have to think about it again. I explained this when Ronda first. Is it nerves? Yes. Yes. You have to think about it. If she's not used to. In UFC, I think you barely have to talk on the mic. You don't sell the fight with words. UFC isn't about vocal and it's not about promo. And also, UFC, it isn't scripted. UFC, a lot of it is just go out there, talk what you feel. With WWE, they give you a guideline. At least if it's not even scripted, they tell you, just remember, mention this, mention this, mention this. Sell it. So she's not used to that. With wrestling, remember... The format's different, and also the crowd is different. So now she's in front of a bigger crowd, in front of fans that are going to chew her up if she does it wrong, like we're kind of doing right now. But still, I get why she's doing it wrong. It's not her own fault. It's just she's not used to it. So Rhonda declines them multiple times, and then Paige has to leave the ring because no physical action, remember. 
so Mandy and Sonya get in the ring as they're about to attack. I uh, Mandy was going to punch Ronda right in the face, and Kurt Angle blocked it. And then Ronda just immediately pounced on Sonya. Basically, be like, why did you take my gimmick? Pretty <laughs> and much. Then, yeah, so that was Mandy, always... Mandy charges at Ronda. Ronda catches her, throws her over her head, and then Mandy lands almost on her neck before getting caught by Sonya. So Sonya leaves the ring, and Mandy's still in the ring. Ronda is threatening to break her arm. And, and the no. face she gave, though, was scary. I'm like, wait. Yeah, that Did was... she forget not to put it in? This like, is... not lock it in completely? This is, this is the Ronda that I think we all know. She pulled a very scary face. She was threatening to break him, and he's like, "Oh God, please, no, 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 no!" And Kurt's like, "Ronda, calm down. You calm yourself. To save it from Manny. Rub the, rub the cup yourself." <laughs> Is rub, that Kurt Angle? Rub the top of the elimination chamber. We're going the wrestle. We're going the, we're going the wrestle, WrestleMania. Or is it Bill Cosby? I'm not sure. So Kurt Angle can't fucking so, talk. So, the man's gotten dumped on his noggin so goddamn much he can't talk anymore. So Ronda lets go, and then Kurt Angle awkwardly lifts her arms up like three times in a row, be like, "Ronda, me, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, baby, woo!" <laughs> so there's that thing, and Ronda. Desperately needs us somebody to talk for her because she can't do it. Yeah, I I'm kind of hoping they give her Heyman after Mania because she needs a, a mouthpiece. Yeah, she needs, she needs a mouthpiece. Or at least give her give her a clash. She needs. I would have loved for Dusty Rhodes to be able to just tinker with for a bit in a promo is because Dusty would have been able we'll to get her. We'll go, 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 we can we gotta get you out of we we can't just do it go we gonna get you we gotta get you situated with a better promo that's what we gotta do. We can't just go in there be punching people in the face. We gotta sell the people on this thing. What you doing girl? We gotta get you better. Uh we got a promo package with Stephanie and Triple H working out together. Uh basically saying that WrestleMania they built it and they're gonna they brought in Rhonda just to humble her. So there's your uh, hype for that match. Like I said a couple weeks ago, Triple H is going to be the one leading this dance. So don't be surprised. Don't be pissed at Triple H how this match goes. Nope. Uh, we have the Good Brothers defeat the Miztourage. That stems from the segment earlier. Uh, Decent match. It wasn't at all, least a throwaway. It was something. Yeah, all of them in the Battle Royal. So uh, Elias comes out for another song. Then he has a match with ECW legend Rhino. I know, when you look at Rhino, you don't think of ECW anymore. You just think of a fat old man. But Aww. ECW legend Rhino, Elias handedly defeated Rhino. <laughs> and Elias says that he's going to make his own path to WrestleMania. You have one week, buddy. You better make it fast. Either battle royal for you, or you're doing something with Kid Rock and Jeff Jarrett. Pick <laughs> either oh, one. Oh, please be the second option. Imagine all three singing on stage. I'm just picturing now, but... uh, So let's get to the main event on Monday Night Raw. We have a no-disqualification match with John Cena versus Kane. Now, as far as a John Cena versus Kane match goes, this was okay. Kane 
He's almost 50 years old, so he's limited in what he used to do, but he could still do Kane things, and John Cena is still going. Kane things. Kane <laughs> things. Uh, Mike, can I make a remark? This yeah. was, this match is basically, someone went into I love how Ben, like, I love how Ben just likes to point out Kane things. What do you, do? What do you classify as a Kane thing? Is like, uh, a big Choke, big boot. A little shitty run off the ropes and a kick. Fire. Kane has wrestled the same match forever. Sidewalk slam. One arm clothesline off the top, top. sidewalk slam, choke slam, goodnight. Kick out. Okay, but... (laughs) What are you saying? Sit up, bet you. Okay, so... (laughs) Sit up and one if you hit your opponent. (laughs) Okay, so... So this match is basically someone edited John Cena's moveset, and he became the Undertaker <laughs> for one night because John Cena tried to do everything. Clarify, clarify. He tried. Yeah, he tried. John to do. Cena, John Cena imitating Undertaker with the sit up and the choke slam and failing to do the eye thing after it looked like John Cena's weird <sighs> orgasm face. Yeah, there was you know, what, weird... you know, you know what I was just thinking of? The only time John Cena could have actually pulled that spot off with lowering his eyes in the back of his head was from that Rise Above Hate storyline where he's in the back and I think somebody in the back was like, it was like when Zach Rasgan uh, carried off in an ambulance and Cena's like, how do you feel? And then like he pulls that angry face that has been a meme forever now. You know which face I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. I'm gonna kill you, Kane. <laughs> But no, John Cena cannot do the eye roll thing. John Cena That's wins. Oh well. Yeah. That's so John Cena wins. Good. And then he grabs the mic again. Third week in a row. And, and then John Cena is just screaming at the top of his lungs, Do something, you old fuck! Do something. No light he literally gets on the mic and he's like No lightning? No dark, no darkness. No bells. I kind of thought there'd be something. John, this is the most annoying thing on the planet. In the world. Next I week, they were gonna leave it to the last week. Next, now. you said next week when that gong fucking goes off. I guarantee you. Although there was one thing I noticed on commentary this week, they mentioned something like. But what version of the... There have been a lot of versions of The Undertaker over the years. They said something like that, remember? Boom. Yeah, because they basically... Yeah, there's been many variations of The Undertaker. Which one are we going to get? They said that, yeah, and the, mi- the minute they said that, I thought to myself, oh, they're, they're definitely bringing back American Badass this year. That, that's what they're doing. Last so they year... They basically told one of them in, the, in their earpiece, give the marks what they want. We're bringing back. Uh, goddamn pal. Goddamn pal. We gotta, we gotta so, give, so gotta give getting, these, gotta so give these flying. Red Undertaker. Gotta give these fluffing idiots what they want. Again, Booger yep. Red. Booger Red. So that was so, wrong. Guys, I want to say this. The Undertaker, I respect him. I love mm-hmm. his character. But this whole thing of John Cena basically calling out his bullshit. Where are the lights? Where the, where's the gong? Where are the druids? Where's this? Where's that? 
You're having your wife post her workout videos. You post a picture with her on Instagram with a big smile on your face. I don't know about you guys, but isn't this diminishing the Undertaker character? I think that's kind of the point. That's the point. Yeah. This whole storyline. Sorry to get a little weird on you guys, but this whole storyline could actually be seen as like John Cena going through a really weird midlife crisis. I don't see it as that. I see it as they want it to be. The story is John Cena getting the respect from Taker, and also the only way for it to be believable. Hey, it's this guy that he can lose one year, but then come back to win. And now it's like, no. Now it's gonna be. Mark Calloway taking on Jonathan Zena. Now it's not their gimmick. It's not the character. John Zena's basically put out there, oh, they're going to do this, this, this. Where's this? Where's this? We know what you want. So it's like, just bring out Lightning, do the Druid, do all that. And he's like, he's just making it seem, okay, he's taking all the magic away. He just wants an answer. He wants the match. I would laugh if I would laugh if the meme we saw earlier, like like yesterday, is true. Where are you, Undertaker? Gong goes off, lights go out. Undertaker makes his whole entrance. Undertaker grabs the mic, says "Nope," then leaves the ring and does his whole entrance again. <laughs> and we just look at okay. <laughs> that, what what we do now? Steve is in the we... front row. <laughs> I would laugh so hard after this five God. weeks of bullshit. For would nope. I still be right though for John? No. Nope. Just... Nope. Mark Calloway gets in the ring, just comes up to the mic and says, "Nope," just walks away. <laughs> I'm doing it. Nope. And I John Cena, John Cena will use that angry voice. He's always like, Undertaker! Where's your heart, Undertaker? And then Come Undertaker be like, it's right here. <laughs> he just points at his chest. It's right here, idiot. <laughs> Stop calling job. me out. Stop calling me out. I'm nearly I, I 60. I'm nearly 60. Leave me alone. <laughs> I gotta go do more workouts and post them on John Cena's basically gonna be like, you dead kids, get off my property. No, excuse me, I'm gonna go home and fuck my wife and drink beer. Yeah. Wait, no, that's Brock Lesnar. No, no, that is I'll the leave. Undertaker. That is all the Undertaker. That's all Mark Calloway wants to do at this stage of his career. He doesn't want to keep in shape. He doesn't want to dress in that fucking coat anymore and be at WrestleMania. Dude wants to chug some beers, fucking get fat and old, you fucking ride his motorcycles and just be a fucking redneck for a while, man. Can you blame him? Oh, God. He's... Come on. Come on, guys. Let's go ride the tractor. No, but I think I think it's going to happen. Next week, we get the yes. We get something. And at Mania, we get to see the match we never thought would actually happen. John Zena, Undertaker, the legacy finally comes to an end, and it's going to be a fucking amazing match no matter what. Uh, I can't believe That's it. That's like I said, since the start of it, there is no build needed. The match itself, the name value of just John Zena versus The Undertaker. I even said it Friday on the podcast. It doesn't matter if it's the American Badass, if it's fucking the Demon, if it's fucking the, the Satanist gimmick that he was. At the end of the day, it's just them two facing off no matter what character, characters are needed, just the legacy between both men themselves makes this match fucking amazing, and I'm glad we're going to get to see it next Sunday. Uh, so, Raw was a very weird show this week. 
It was kind of the go home show before the go home. Yeah, don't you next week? You have one more week. They kind of forgot. They're like, okay, we just sold you on the Sunday. What? What? No. You have a week. We need Doc Hendricks. It's time for your WrestleMania Slam Jam. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember that bit? Do you guys remember that bit in Fairly Odd Parents where it was like, to the pageant. Uh, the pageant's not for another week. Uh, okay. Then I will see you in a week. Five days later. Hey, Timmy, see you in three days. So, obviously, Undertaker, the White Show, everything's going to happen next week, or he's just going to come out and just... Maybe he's going to kick Cena in the dick. Something. We something. get 2015, oh we get 2015 Undertaker doing? back where he just keeps kicking people in the dick. That was like the weirdest Undertaker moment. It's just like, I'm here to take your soul. Kick. Yeah. <laughs> And by your soul. So, what if he I just stabbed him with a pen? Remember that ending? <laughs> let's, let's talk about SmackDown. <laughs> but no, we gotta talk about different incarnations. This of recap of both shows is going on way too long, so let's turn right, the time right. we'll, Mike. We'll do, every, we'll do the iterations of Undertaker next week when we give our final predictions. Okay, but it was just funny. Remember <sighs> Stabby and... Oh my god, we opened SmackDown with uh, uh, the events of last week. Uh, Daniel Bryan announcing he's back in the ring and him getting killed by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and we're told later on Daniel Bryan will provide an update on what is going to happen. Uh, then we have an uh, opening tag team match, Bobby Roode and Randy Orton uh, versus Jinder Mahal and it was supposed to be Sunil Singh but he comes out in a neck brace and a sling and Jinder says that you guys hurt him too badly last week so I had to find a new partner. So out came Rusev, which got probably the one of the third biggest pops of the night behind the Nakamura and uh, AJ Styles. Uh, basically, they had a tag team match. Uh, the majority of this match was every time Rude was getting uh, beat up on, Randy was on the apron and be like, ooh, that don't look good. And then just like, basically Randy's just like, I'm not going to help you. Like, you can do it. So then we get to the finish. Uh, Randy uh, is about to hit the RKO on Rusev when Jinder pushes Bobby over Randy. Uh, Randy gives Bobby Roode an RKO, and then Rusev hits the Machka kick, and Rusev pins the United States Championship. Well, champion. United States Champion. <laughs> he pinned the championship. Not yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He pinned the belt. Uh, he pinned the belt. So, <laughs> you guys know what I mean. <laughs> Because uh, I have this image of Taker stabbing people with pens now. <laughs> God damn it. Come on, that's the best Undertaker. So we come back from break. So Rusev and Jinder win. We come back from break, and Jinder's very happy because he got a win in like the past two months. <laughs> so then he goes to Rusev. Like, no, after Mania, after, after Mania, we're going to, I'm inviting you to the Punjabi, <laughs> Punjabi party. Oh my God. Then Rusev goes, I don't, I don't want to go to your party. I'm going to go talk to Daniel Bryan and put myself in the U.S. championship match to me. I got that stuck in your head, didn't I? The Punjabi party. I hate you. Stab, stab, Good oh, God. I think I killed Mike. I just got Mike. 
Rusev been the champion, so he wants in the match. Talks to Daniel Bryan later in the show. We get the announcement. It's a fatal four-way match when, when Ben gleefully ha- was happy about. <laughs> it's Rusev so- Day on WrestleMania. I think it works though having Rusev in the face in the fatal four-way instead of the <laughs> not oh god hold on. I can't breathe now for fucking laughing. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so no more stabby undertaker. Let's get to the. Rusev <laughs> has a match. He's not in the. He's not in the battle royal. It's Rusev yes. Mania, as Aiden English has said. It's not Rusev Day. It's Rusev Mania. Which works though. It's better for him not to be in the battle royal because then he would just be another body. So I'm glad he's in the fatal four way. If anything, he's the one taking the pin. Sadly though. I can see Jinder pinning Rusev. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, wait, Mike, you you talked about Jinder Mahal and we didn't do this. Shuckalakada, muckalikalakada, muckalikalakada. Stop laughing. Shuckalakada, muckalikalakada, muckalikalakada. You wonder why I didn't uh, ask for that cue? Because last week I asked you to do it and you said, Licka, licka, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> mecca, licka, hi, mecca, ah, fuck it. Becky Lynch with a really versus, big night, picking up a win on Becky. SmackDown and a win in the mixed match challenge. Yes, Becky Lynch versus Ruby Riot, and we get another look at the vagina trophy. Oh boy, <laughs> they had a really good match. This has been a weird episode. God damn it! This is only the first half. Becky pins Ruby with the Bexplex, uh, and Becky. Like Ben was mentioning before, unfortunately, Charlotte was, I think, sick that day. She was getting dental. She was getting dental surgery that week, actually. She was okay, so she had to go fix her teeth. Thank God, it's nothing too serious. Because I was when they said she was injured, I was like, "Oh no, please, don't be out till Mania." Yep. So then, uh, so Becky gets a win here, and then she wins with uh, Bobby Roode in the mixed match challenge. And now, for people that are still watching the mixed match challenge, the finals is The Miz and Oscar versus Bobby and Charlotte. And we're getting Oscar and Charlotte, I think, five days before their match at WrestleMania, which is actually very interesting. Wait, is she still going to be in that match next week, or is Becky going to replace her? They said uh, Charlotte will make her return next week. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Okay. I'd like to point this out with the mixed match challenge too. Is Tyler tweeted this out? He goes, "So we all know everything's predetermined, right?" And the WWE picks the winners. So with the mixed match challenge, are they just gonna pick whichever charity they like this month? It's actually a good point. That is true. Cause I always thought about that one point when they decided, "Yeah, we're gonna give money to this charity. Whoever wins, it's like wait, but you know who's win." Just one charity is gonna win three hundred. One charity is going to win the winning team. Their charity gets three hundred fifty thousand, and the other one just get a hundred thousand. We'll, yeah. we'll find out next week who they like more. Uh, <laughs> then we come back from. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is a fucked up episode. This is really the episode. We come back canceled. from commercial and we get Daniel Bryan. Fuck no. Stop. Daniel. Daniel Bryan basically. Channeling his inner Dusty Rhodes with like a fucking hard times promo, like you, you know. Oh, yeah. that is a good. That's a good reference, Ben. That was. Uh, Danny Bryan said that last week I had to do something that I didn't want to do to two really great athletes, two people that are the best in their craft, and and as perks of being general manager, I have to sit through board meetings, <laughs> and. 
I don't like that. I don't like wearing blazers or whatever the hell I'm wearing, even though probably Bree picked out his thing. <laughs> what was it, like a sweater Someone he was that. wearing? Yeah, it was kind of a like sweater that. vest. Bree must yeah. have been like, you don't like what I picked out for you, Daddy? That's, <laughs> that's how that's the Bernie B line, you dickhead. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan goes, so everybody's been wondering when I'm going to return to the ring, so I'm going to do it at WrestleMania. At the, so that he announced that he he's proposing that himself and Shane McMahon, which I'll get into what happened with Shane this week, uh, versus Owens and Zayn, with this caveat: if Owens and Zayn win, they get their jobs back. But if they lose, they remain fired. Well, he wouldn't say that, but that's, he did. He, that's basically the caveat of it, which don't make sense. <laughs> that not even five minutes later, Sami Zayn tweets out. We accept. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and you're probably wondering uh, what's going on with Jamie McMahon. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the building has, like, the injuries he suffered a couple weeks ago. But I believe, what did he have? He went on vacation had, and got a got case of something? Diverticulitis. Yeah, that's the same disease that took out Brock Lesnar from the UFC. And he also has a hernia from what happened a few weeks ago. So... At the same time, he both are going to take him out for a little bit, so I don't think Shane's going to be able to wrestle for me. Uh, the thing is, they're advertising that he is going to be at WrestleMania, so I don't know. Shane was hospitalized, but he is out of the hospital. He we have to find out next week. But when Daniel Bryan said he was going to team with Shane, I was thinking, wait, didn't the WWE just announce he was in the hospital? I, yeah, this is this is again mixing the lot, blurring the lines of I, I what's a thing, shoot I, and what's a I, work. I guess WWE is relying on the fact that hopefully he's going to be there. The holding out hope, I assume. That's I know, probably but... like if they were going to cut him, I think they would have by now. Honestly, but, but like yeah, something. they wouldn't have announced it as that tag match. It was said. Give me a week to find a partner, but it's going to be me and that partner against you two. So, we'll have to wait and see. So, that time match is set. Uh, Daniel Bryan is going to return to WrestleMania, which we're all happy about. Uh, cut, uh, then we have Shelton Benjamin cutting a promo, basically promoting his match with Nakamura in the main event, saying that if he's going to make his way to WrestleMania, he needs to beat Nakamura and he'll be in the WWE Championship. <laughs> he'll beat the WWE <laughs> Versus the Bludgeon Brothers, which goes into uh, which uh, resulted in uh, disqualification. Yep. When the Usos came out and attacked Eric Rowan, yep. Uh, then the Bludgeon Brothers fended off both the babyface teams with hammers. Yep, they the had heels, their mallets in hand, and they the still heels fended, the heels fended off the babyfaces with hammers. It's hammer time. So we have that match announced. So that match was announced for WrestleMania as well. It's a triple threat match. No gimmicks for now. I'm expecting like hammers on a pole. So she... I'm expecting it to be like uh, Falls Count Anywhere, at least something. They need to make what? it what? something what? hardcore, just a gimmick match because it's going to be three teams going at it or basically a two on one act. Uh, uh, sorry. Two-on-one tag title match, so it's going to be something of 
they need to make something that at least evens the odds of them. Uh, then we have Dolph Ziggler facing his little brother, uh, Tyler Breeze. Because they, they look alike. Yep. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, Tyler, Bree- Tyler Breeze lost to a zigzag after being distracted by Fandango running around the ring. Let me repeat yep. myself. He lost to a zigzag after Fandango was running around the ring. Say that three times fast. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Andre Battle Royal for all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Stabby stab. Uh, then we have a random thing. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin with Chad Gable in his corner versus Shinsuke Nakamura with AJ Styles in his corner. Because earlier in the night, Nakamura said that he wants AJ in his corner. AJ's yep. like, all right. So then we have, they promoted this as first time ever in WWE, Ray. Uh, okay, so for why Mike just said that is because I literally text him, this isn't the first time it happened. It happened in Japan years ago. <laughs> just the fuck with Mike, because Mike, Mike is someone that would always do that, be like, no, it's not the first time. Mike, in the E. <laughs> so this time I had to fuck with Mike. I'm sorry. No, don't play with that bullshit. I said, first, I, I was repeating what they said. You just Stabby, stabby. So Nakamura and Benjamin have a really <laughs> great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Benjamin shows he could still go in singles competition. Uh, Nakamura wins with uh, Kinshasa. Then, uh, after the match, he invites AJ into the ring, and Nakamura actually cut a very good promo. Very good promo. Very clear. Uh, Nakamura said that, I didn't really need your help. I just wanted you to be out here because I wanted you to see what I'm going to do to you at WrestleMania. And then AJ's like, do you want to play games? Well, at WrestleMania, I'm not going to play around with you. I'm going to beat you and retain my WWE Championship. And Nakamura says, bring your best. Uh, Gable and Benjamin attack AJ. Uh, Nakamura comes to the aid of AJ Styles. And then Nakamura, this was good. Nakamura sets up for the Kinshasa. Uh, AJ turns around. Nakamura is about to hit it, but stops. And then smiles at AJ and pats him on the head. Yeah. And he does scream out, Knee to face. They're getting that, they're getting that knee to the face and thing makes over. the weirdest sound we've ever heard. Like, what the are you, are you shitting? Sounded like he was taking it, sounded like he was taking like a, a frothy shit or something. <laughs> Nakamura just shat his pants on SmackDown. Fucking Nakamura getting a case of the mud butt. <laughs> I'm thinking he was thinking of a word, but he couldn't, like, he couldn't so remember he just said, Remember that bit in uh, NXT when he was talking to Finn Balor and he said, Finn, I have two beats. Yeah. So he held okay, it for a... you, you look at that promo and you look at now, this was way better. Yeah. Yeah, his English is getting better. He's learning, but that was just, just too funny to to hear. <sighs> like, why? <laughs> what are you a cat? So Nakamura is You've been hanging out with Natty out. too long. I think so. So Nakamura oh, uh, sends a message to AJ, and AJ has this puzzle look on his face, and that's how we end SmackDown. And again, it was a perfect <laughs> go home show. That could both of these shows this week. I think it was kind of even this week with Raw and SmackDown. Nah, and both I'd have to disagree with you. I enjoyed, 
I enjoyed SmackDown a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed Raw. Mm, to me, they were kind of even. I don't see any either one the week this week, in my opinion. Well, How about you, Mike? Aco- they both accomplished what they were supposed to. They uh, got both of the main championship matches uh, over. They got the mid-card championships uh, a little more... Like, Set up, so, like the feud. Like set up, yeah, like they added Rusev yeah. to the U.S. Championship match. They set up the tag title match. Uh, now, next week, they just need to finish it off. I uh, I think, if I'm guessing, like the SmackDown main event's probably going to be uh, not going against Chad Gable, which would be a really good main event. I, uh, I don't, or I don't even have... AJ Nakamura against uh, Gable and Benjamin. Tag match. Yeah, just even a tag match. And, and then just, the thing is, I... We don't know the severity of AJ's injury, so we don't know if he could go right now. Because I think I yeah, guess that, that doesn't mean I, AJ I, has I, to wrestle much, though. That right, he could just be on the apron and play it off as not like do one spot, open, so. just do some, just do one spot. Like I think AJ, hopefully, is not as injured as they were mentioning. Like there's been different reports of it. So let's just get to Mania. Hopefully now, but again, both shows sold it. We're getting ready for Mania. This could have been the go-home week, and I think we would have been fine. Only thing missing, though, is Taker. That's it. Mm, so, both shows did their good jobs. Uh, uh, like Ben said, SmackDown probably was a little more better than Raw this week. Uh, but there's one more thing in WWE land that we need to discuss, and that is the article that came out over the weekend regarding rumored uh, belts being made. Okay, here we the go. The Women's uh, Tag Team Championships. So, there's an idea. Wondering, so, you're wondering where did this stem from? Because the person who leaked the information about the NXT, uh, uh, NXT North American Championship is the same person that has now claimed that they're in uh, talks to make women tag team championships. Now, he didn't specify what what brand it would be on. I'm assuming Raw and SmackDown. But when this came out, my head was about to spin because I was like, oh my God, more belts. And then it it dawned on me. I was like, wait, they're going to call up Billy Kay and Payne Voice after WrestleMania. So this is probably the best time to bring in those belts. And you have teams like the Riot Squad and Absolution, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, there's an idea they can uh, mix around with this. The only thing like we talked about before uh, recording was that hopefully these belts are just one pair for both shows. Because if they do that, there's more of a variety of teams. Doing yeah, it for not, two different there's, brands... There's not, enough kind women of, on, there's not enough women yeah. on both shows. Yep. Even in like I, I even said to you guys, bringing back the Bellas, forming alliances between different women, it still it won't be sufficient enough to do two brands of teams. Doing it as just one belt for both brands, it would work because then it could be ideas of mixed brand matches and stuff like that. So, but again, it's uh, only ben, a rumor at the moment. So yeah, it's a rumor. Uh, rumor. It's like the who's with tag team titles. It's only a rumor. But uh, too many ben, belts. Final say on this. The divisions are too fucking thin. No, no more belts. 
Work on building a good division around the belts you have. No more belts, please. The Raw SmackDown Tag Team Championships thing was a stretch. We have gone full circle from where we were back in like 2008, 2009. We're back to having like way too many freaking champions. We're exactly back where we were. The Cruiserweight title is back. Both brands have tag team titles again. The thing they set out to get rid of years ago has now come back in full circle. If you do this, you're just going to end up getting rid of it again in another five years. Why even bother? I'm firmly against this. So on that note, we're going to... Wait, speaking of, uh, speaking of girls, sorry, breaking news. A new WWE diva comes as Miz and Maurice just have their baby girl. Aww. Aww, congratulations. I just saw yep. that. I just, uh, that literally just came across my feed. Yes, the Miz and Maurice. Maurice has given birth to a beautiful baby. And if I'm getting this right here, I have it on my Twitter feed at this very moment. Um, what, what, did they, what did they name the little girl? Welcome to uh, the world. Monroe Sky Mazanin? That's a nice name. <laughs> hey, they didn't name it Birdie. <laughs> On that, note, we, on that note, we're going to take, take a break. break. We're going to take stabby, a break. Stabby. Uh, when, when we come back, we'll have indie update, and apparently Ray Ramundo has a surprise for me and Ben, so stay tuned. We'll stay, be right back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. People always asking me, Booker T, how'd you come up with that spin of Rooney? Booker, baby, time for your favorite. Chef Boyardee, beef for Rooney. Chef Boyardee, beef for Rooney. That's being a Rooney mess and get in his kitchen. Yep, if it wasn't for great taste of Chef Boyardee beef a Rooney, the spin a Rooney would have never been born. Everyone's excited about the great taste of Chef Boyardee beef a Rooney, and that's beef a Rooney, not beef a Rooney. Tell me you didn't just say that. And we are back. No, 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 I got to do this now before someone falls off the sky. Orale, amigo! Pepe, you're back. Okay, Pepe. Yeah. Like, actually, Pepe, how about you stand over here? No, no. I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to run away in a little bit. Okay, so my segment of the week, I'm talking about how happy I was to see Rey Mysterio. Mm. Did you guys see Rey Mysterio? We did. We saw I him. Thought, it was no. at us. Yeah, yes, we, yes, we did. Just keep going. Come okay. Okay, I have to, I have to, okay. Okay, so Rey Mysterio showed up at New Japan. He was in Japan. It was cool to see so many Americans in a Japanese arena. <laughs> Why are you laughing? They were all in Japan. Keep, keep going. Okay, so Rey Mysterio comes out. He was in the crowd. Will Osprey challenges him to a match. Soon back in Japan. Why are you laughing? Keep going, Norman. Keep going, Okay, I'm going to keep going. So from there, we find out soon in Japan it will be Rey Mysterio versus Will Ospreay. However, Marty Skrull comes out and that puto hits my idol with a... Fuck, what does he have? An umbrella. An, 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 it's an umbrella? Okay, thank you. Thank you, senor. So he hits him with his umbrella and then he took off his mask. That fucker's gonna pay, man. You don't take off his mask. Except for except when WCW took off his mask in the 90s. We don't talk about that segment. That was easy ease money. We take that. <laughs> okay, guys. I got to go before someone falls up his side. Bye, Bye Pepe. everybody. Bye. Bye, Pepe. Thank you.
god, Pepper's running away. Why is he running? I think he's afraid someone's uh, gonna fall out of the sky and hit him again. The sky genies. He's sky. afraid of sky genies. Sky genies. But the like before genies. I was about to say, before I was uh, interrupted by your pal, it is time once again for the indie update, ladies and gentlemen. And we start off unfortunately some sad news from the uh, United Kingdom uh, wrestling scene. Unfortunately, a former WCPW hardcore champion, tag team champion, and uh, purportedly uh, nicest human being on the planet, uh, Primate, will unfortunately be uh, ceasing uh, competition as an in-ring competitor due to a very unfortunate jaw injury. And unfortunately, that would mean Primate is retiring, which is a shame because he was a really great talent and in maybe a few more years could have been something bigger. But sadly, it doesn't seem like that's in the cards for him. Guys, what do you think about this news? Um, when I first saw the segment, because they did release a full video on it, it was it, it was a tearjerker. It really was something sad to see because you never want to see... One of these, basically superheroes to a lot of people, these guys putting their bodies on the line and to see their careers get cut short at such a young age, it's sad to see. Even the fans started to say, please don't say it, because they knew if once he spoke, it's something real. Because this gimmick is basically, he's primate, he's a monkey, he's someone that he only, he attacks, he destroys. But having him speak, showing him being He's human. a fucking monkey. <laughs> I'll I'm sorry, I'll stop. I'll always remember his. Uh, always remember his segments with. Uh, I'll always remember his segments with King Ross. I'll always remember how his original manager in WCPW was. A uh, shout out to uh, Susie Kennedy on on Twitter. She was awesome. Yep. Yep. She's but she, it is sad to see that though. But hey, again, it's it's the tale of the business. You never know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> They say it. these moves are high risk, and hey, good luck to him. Hopefully, he does get a speedy recovery, and who knows? One day we might see him again in another ring. You never know. Because yeah, wrestling, you never know. But let's move on to some happier news. That moment we never get to hear Mike's idea of what just happened. Oh, sorry, dude. Mike, you're a thought. No, I, no, I, I agree with that, right, 100. It's not a good thing when. Unfortunately, when a wrestler has to come out and basically say he has to stop doing what he loves, but wish all the best for Primate. Uh, and basically, just hope, like hopefully, one day he'll probably hopefully he gets back in the ring one day. Who knows? Anything's possible nowadays. But uh, Primate, yes. so, Beth, as as the Brits would say, sorry, sorry, mate, but you know what? Better luck in the future. And I hear he's opening up a opening up a wrestling school so he can impart his knowledge to the future generation. So that's. A damn good thing of him to do, so props to you, Primate, and good luck in the future. But now let's move on to some happier news. For those who don't Whoa. know, Podcast One just became a podcast lighter. Renowned. <laughs> renowned oh, I know where we're going with this. Okay. Renowned. Think, uh, me and Ray will mute for this. Internet, yep. internet butt monkey, uh, shit poster, and all-around scum-sucking twat waffle of a human being, Vincent Russo, just got his podcast kicked off of Podcast One and canceled. So, oh my god, I know very little, to be quite frank with you guys, of the situation he's been embroiled when insulting someone's wife, I think, it's, it's what got him canned or something. Ray, explain. Right. Oh, sorry, I was still on mute. Uh, yeah, he did take it a little too far, so... Yeah, that one comment that he did say was what 
they were basically looking for something to take him off the air because they knew uh, the bad rep he brings, and it's kind of like the Enzo situation. It's just one final niche that was like, okay, this is the excuse we're gonna use. See ya. So, so what he basically said was he was gonna fuck somebody's wife and then like like let like, like kill her or some shit. It was, it was something so stupid. Yeah, it was something very stupid. But again, it's Vince Russo. Hey, he blocks us on Twitter, so he's not going to hear this. <laughs> and, and this okay. is a podcast, one who don't take uh, shit uh, like this seriously. Uh, uh, Chris Jericho is no longer affiliated with Podcast One. Uh, not really sure why. I think he just wanted to go his own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Roddy Piper's podcast got canceled because of how crazy he was before unfortunately him passing away so they don't take uh, this shit lightly so so i've made you want to laugh for five straight minutes at this uh not five straight minutes but i'll I'll give you 10 seconds of laughter (laughs) oh man fuck you vince russo this is this is a good day This this is a good day very it's good a day. good day. Yes, it is. It's a good day. Yes, it is. And but, but sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. You, you fuck off. But anyway, let's end the night on some more positive news coming from coming all the way from Japan. Let's end the night with some New Japan Pro Wrestling news. As I've said before, New Japan Pro Wrestling is becoming a steady part of my weekly wrestling diet, and I am very very happy because it is some of the best wrestling content out there right now. But the big news is coming out of. New Japan Pro Wrestling's strong style evolved this past weekend. Of course, the biggest news coming out of the show is not only um, Jay White is still your IWGP uh, US champion, but uh, it seems as though Dave Finley will be coming for his championship very soon, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And of course, the bigger news coming out of this is Bullet Club is most definitely not fucking fine. Uh, Would you guys agree with me? They're not fine at all. So, two... Two inciting incidents happened at Strong Style Evolved. Not only did uh, Cody Rhodes try to uh, lay on the butter pretty thick with uh, Tomato and Tomaloa, the grill is a destiny, and not only did Marty Skrull effectively turn his back on Cody, if I was reading that situation correctly, but... Basically, basically had enough of his shit. Who hasn't at this point in storyline? But not only that, in the main event, have you guys watched this match yet? Yes, it's a fantastic tag team match. Holy shit. Gold, I did. The, gold, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, two-on-two against the Young Bucks. For, I think, what, this match, like, clocked in at, what, nearly 40, 40-something minutes? I'll give it to you. Uh, an hour yeah. a little more, yeah. This match was a work of art. The storytelling, the pacing, the movements of this match, not a wasted move, not a wasted breath, not a wasted moment. And the story they were telling here was so good because Kenny didn't want to do this. He didn't want to hurt his friends. And you could just see it on his face the whole time. That was like one of the saddest one-winged angels ever. And like there was that part where Matt or Nick was just like, do it! Just fucking do it. Yeah, basically, it turned into the ending of... Watchmen. If you ever saw the movie of Mice of Men, yep. it's like he had to put him out of his misery. It's like, Aww. It it's like, like, like that. Awesome and it's like, it's so sad to see, but it's like, they told the best story ever. It was, this was just a 
pure artistry right in front of us, man. I dug the crap out of this. If this match, did, I guarantee, I don't know if this will be my number one at the end of the year, but this will definitely crack my top ten by the end of the year. And there have already been some good matches this year, so this is. This, this was Meltzer's wet dream, though. This match was amazing. This was some flippy flying, great storytelling, great selling, guys. I don't want to. I feel like we're overselling this, but guys, get a New Japan World account, pay the nine ninety nine, look up Strong Style Evolved, and watch this match. You will not regret it. It's a the whole show, top to bottom. Was it so was an amazing fun. show, starting off the night with some great matches. I recommend out of the show that main event matchup, and also the tag match between uh, Ishii and uh, Akata against. Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Well, Zack Sabre that was Jr. another amazing matchup. Zack Sabre Jr. tapped out Ishii. How that the, was a monumental, monumental moment right there. How the fuck does that, that happen, crazy. man? Zack Sabre Jr., they're putting the rocket pack on that kid. But yeah, yeah. the final, but the, the, the New Japan news does not stop right there, weirdly enough, because we get rumors on this show all the time, but this one was just so weird, we had to talk about it. So... Uh, Kazuchika Okada, the current IWGP, longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion. Can you please champion. repeat his first name for us, please? Kazuchika? There you go. I, I, I said it right this time. You said it right the first time. Okay, just, just make it true. It's uh, a hard name to pronounce, but Ben actually said it probably. Yeah. I, 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 just call him, I just call him by the last name. So, Okada, so Okada uh, as apparently, it was most likely in jest. It was, this was probably in jest, but in a world in, where... In, in, play, in playful manner. In a playful manner, but in a world where just a few months ago, literally three months ago, we had um, we had uh, Omega versus Jericho. I can firmly believe that there might be a chance that one day we will see Okada versus The Rock. He called out The Rock. I'll give you one reason why this match is most likely not going to happen. The Rock is a very busy man. He's a very busy man, and he is an expensive man. You realize when you uh, I, you bought you when you hire him to show up for anything, you don't only got WWE themselves. I don't think can afford him right now because yeah, also when you when you get it, in The Rock, it, you got to pay his insurance. Yeah, but I don't think, if anything, they're not going to use him for more than one appearance. They don't need anything else but one match. He doesn't need to cut a promo. Again, this would be a match, that, just like Taker Zena, just the name value. And I think the best way they sell this is because if they're going to do it, they have to do it July 7th. This is what's going to be what's going to sell out. They're doing a bigger stadium this time. This time, they're not just doing it at the regular place they did for... This weekend's event in California. This is going to be in San Francisco. I believe, I think it sells 10,000 seats. So, mm. if they want to sell this building out on a Japanese show, why not fucking do it with fucking Okada versus The Rock? It's a matchup that in itself could be fucking amazing. It could be. I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking at this as playful trolling. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the, phone, the, 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 the there's a restaurant that was uh, called Rock Bottom. Okada, yeah. so I was like, oh, Minus, uh, let's do something fun to troll the uh, fans. Yeah, Took a picture, then, and, and, then he, and then he tagged The Rock, personally. Now, I I, I don't think The Rock responded. So, I got... Okada is busy doing movies back-to-back. Okada is busy doing his thing in New Japan. Honestly, this is not a match, even a consideration. 
at this point. It is, is, though. It's wrestling. The other day, like fucking Ben said it, Jericho Omega just happened. Rey Mysterio versus Will Ospreay is happening soon. But you got to keep in mind here, Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio aren't in multi-million dollar action movies every other month or or television appearances. But if the The Rock is an incredibly different beast than all those other dudes. And I guarantee you, that shit would sell... A ten thousand, a hundred thousand seats, easy. Like first day, sold out. But so think about it. The, the Rock's a businessman. The man makes movies because he knows it doesn't. He doesn't have to fucking do. Uh, put his body on the line every week. One match can make him more than wrestling for fucking months. So imagine him being a businessman. He's gonna want to do this one match, even if it is a guy that you guys could say is beneath him in Okada. But still, just the dream value in that would sell it out. Well, I'm not going to call it out yet, but again, it is just a playful thing at the moment. Let's see where it goes. If Okada brings it up again, let's see what happens. I'm not going to deny it yet. I yeah, see it something. Just, it, it just for the record, I don't think me and Ben don't consider Okada like, like lower tier of The Rock. We're just we're just saying that The Rock films movies like back to back. Like he ju- he just did Jumanji and now he's uh, already uh, promoting a new movie. I think it's called Savage or some something. Rampage. Like that. Rampage. 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 And then I think but he has still, another the movie could do, The Rock could do it though. The Rock, he's a guy that yes, his movie career is what's important at the moment. But he still, if he is true to what he said and wrestling is always going to be there for him, I would see him seeing value in this match. But again, at the moment, it's just a playful, like something out there. The same thing happened with Jericho Omega. It started off an interview. So we have to see where it goes from there, if it even is something. We might be just looking into it a little too much. I'll I'll finish this with uh, one final uh, thing, is that the difference between Rock with Mysterio and Jericho, Rock bleeds WWE. Now, Jericho and Mysterio did at one point, but they also just bleed other wrestling. The Rock never went anywhere. He always he's always been a WWE guy. So him, even the thought of him going over to Japan and just doing one show is highly unlikely. Mm. I just want to say this: this would be the best spot ever, though. Imagine Okada about to hit the Rainmaker when he goes for it, reverse Rock Bottom. That's your finish. Probably you know um, the possibilities. The possibilities are endless. But like we said, this is just pointless speculation at this point. If The Rock legitimately, again, this is probably just Okada making a joke. Like, yeah, I could beat The Rock. This is pro- we're probably reading into this way too deep. So it's just a yeah. photo of Okada outside of a restaurant. Pretty again, much, it's all just to get people talking. They did what they wanted. Look what are we doing now? We're arguing over it because again, that's what wrestling is: it's to get you to talk. So again, let's wait a little bit. Let's see where it goes from there. If it's brought up again, we discuss it a little more. But for now, is it out of is it out of an idea? No, it could happen. But let's wait and see. All right. Uh, one final thing to talk about uh, in the update because uh, I think next week is going to be very busy with us talking about WrestleMania and Takeover. So might as well this week we talk about Ring of Honor and their big uh, show WrestleMania. Oh yeah, Supercard of Honor. Supercard of Honor, this is Ray. really a one-match show, quite honestly. I, I could give two shits about what else is on this card. It's really just there for... What what show this is happening on is sort of irrelevant. It's really just... This show should just be called Kenny versus Cody, because that's basically what it is. Well, well Ray, pull up the card. There's, there's, there's some good matches on it. Let me look it up. Hold on. 
Let's actually debate this. Let's see if this is just a one match show. Because I feel because I know Dalton Castle is going to defend the Orwich title against Marty Scurll, so that's a so that's an interesting match to look forward to. Uh, we also have the Briscoes taking on uh, Jay Lethal and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's a very interesting tag team match that they're going to be doing. Uh, you have the uh, crowning of the first uh, Women of Honor Women's Champion. That's also on there. Uh, Hold on, sorry about that. Just one moment. Just check the Wikipedia. That's what I'm doing. Okay. It's not coming out. This is weird. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Okay, so again, that match has been mentioned. Cody versus Kenny. From there for the ROH TV title. Oh, wait, no, world title. Sorry about that. Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull. Right. Uh, in the fin- in the semifinals, Kelly Klein versus Iwatani for the Women of Honor Championship. In a- another semifinal match, Sumi Sakai versus Tania Dashwood. Oh, no, no, no. The, 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 the reason it's, it's said right there is because they don't know the results of the winners through those respective matches. The winners of those matches are facing each other. Oh, God. So it's either okay. Kelly. So it's probably gonna be Kelly Klein versus uh, Emma. Dashwood, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Hangman Page versus Kota Ibushi. Okay. So that match might be in the air though. After uh, New Japan evolved, a incident occurred during the match. Kota Ibushi did suffer a concussion, so that match is up in the air at the moment. We're not sure yeah. if that's actually gonna happen. The, 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 uh, concussion protocol. Yep. Stay, off, um, stay, stay, stay out of the ring for a couple of weeks. A ladder match for the ROH World Six Man Tag Titles in SoCal Uncensored, aka Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, taking on the team of Flip Gordon and the Young Bucks. Nice. This this match is if you put the Young Bucks and uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian in a ladder match, you're gonna expect a lot of awesome spots and with and Scorpio Flip Sky there, and, and Flip Gordon, yeah. Oh man, that's a, that's this a is a, this is a Haas match. Ishii versus Punishment Martinez. Oh, that's a match. That's a yes. match. From there, the new uh, ROA Television Champion Kenny King defends against Silas Young in the last man standing match. This is probably this is the end of the feud. Uh, surprise yep. nothing for I guess after this it's uh, King and Aries. Hopefully, yeah, that's what that's where we're going for from there. And then the Briscoes take on Jay Lethal and Tanahashi, basically the ace of ROH and the ace of New Japan team up for a shot at the ROH World Tag Team title. This is that's like a dream team. That's a dream match right there. That's gonna be right. awesome. Uh, Briscoes have been killing it. So, uh, like, I, when you look at the card, I, I don't know. It's not a to me. It's not a one match show. I can see that to a lot of people, their main feud is just Cody, Kenny. That's the match they want to see. But I think again, everybody's, everybody's going to tune in just to watch these great matches. And then once the Cody, Kenny thing happens, they're going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. Let's see who's the better wrestler. Let's see who, who's going to come out on top. Who's going to be the leader of Bullet Club. It's going to be don't, don't forget, a mixture of things. Speaking of Bullet Club, I also think it's going to be Dalton Castle, the Peacock. Defending his versus Marty Scurll, yeah. Marty Scurll, yeah, which is also going to be great. Mentioned that twice already. Damn, <laughs> it's going to be. This is where Ben admits he was not listening. This is this is when Ben goes. I'm, I don't pay attention to the our show anymore. <laughs> Pretty like this is oh, one of those also, moments. Don't forget during that weekend though, 
Impact and Lucha Underground will be doing a dual show. Oof. That's going to be crazy. Match has already announced the main so what event happens, that night. So what happens when Johnny Impact bumps into Johnny Mundo? Corner. Damn it. Damn it, Ben. We almost made it a whole show without you having to leave, but okay. The main event of that show is Austin Aries and Phoenix taking on Alberto El Patron and Pentagon Jr. I like three of the That's... guys in those matches. Wait, 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 wait. Aries and Phoenix? Yes, because that's going to be a dual branded match. They're not they're baby faces versus the heels. That's that's where we're going with that. So why? Yeah, I would have done. I would have done the opposite. I would have done. I know. I know. Impacted. I would have done impacted Phoenix versus Aries and Pentagon, the champions against the challengers. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, the obvious is Lucha Bros against Aries and Impact, but they're not going to do that. But uh, yep. From there, tag title match, LAX takes on The Mac and Killshot. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be great. Aerostar and King Cuerno and Drago take on DJZ, Andrew Everett, and Desmond Xavier. DJZ still has a job? Yes, he does. And this is the match everyone's been waiting for. In an I quit match, Eddie Edwards taking on Sammy Callahan, aka for this show, Jeremiah Crane. More, so matches, more matches are still to be announced, but that whole show will be so live. So this show on is now admitting that in, So this show is basically full on admitting that Impact and Lucha Underground both take place in the same universe. So how the fuck does that work? I have no clue, but you have to think about it as well. On that, that show's gonna be on Twitch. It will. We're gonna get to watch that for free. On that, <laughs> on that mind-blowing note, I think it is fine. I think we have experienced like peak mark overload tonight. So from that, on that note, I think it is finally time to start bringing this to a Wait. close. Oh, but, oh, oh, oh. but actually, tell ben, you, but, I have a surprise. All right, listen, right, listen. You keep talking about the surprises and Smiley and Trixie and all that bullshit. Listen, dude, look. At this point, like, we, we're not... I love how you're under this delusion that me and Mike... Okay, well, Mike a little bit, but not me, are afraid of him, all right? Fuck you. Okay, no, listen. I'm still, I'm still mad at you a little bit, but listen, right. We are not afraid of them because they are not fucking scary, all right? Do you get it? They are idiots, and we are smarter than them. Okay, right. We get it. You can do that creepy little child's play voice, but would you knock it the fuck off? Knock it off. That wasn't me. It wasn't uh, me. What do you mean? They're here. Uh, Is someone at the door? Pepe? Wait, senor. I got to get the door. Hold on. I'll get the door. Hold on. Wait, Pepe, oh. don't open the door. Hey, it's smiley. I got again. Oh. What the fuck? Oh, smiley, did you... Smiley, you knock out Pepe. Whoa, how's that for a cliffhanger, kids? Anyway, part two should be up pretty much right about now, so pretty much just check the feed where you downloaded the episode from podcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podtastic, and you'll find part two ready to go. And trust me, you don't want to miss this one.